Hey, welcome to episode 103, I think it's 103, of Scar Bearers. Britain will fix that in the graphics if I'm wrong. I'm Chris D.T. Gordon. As always, it is great to have you here with me today. And as I mentioned before, Britain and Nate are here to help me with those technological issues, making me look better and sound better than I have any right to do so. So if you want them to share their technolo technological gifts with you, you can reach out to them at Nate Barron. I know you're looking at me, you're thinking, man, it's spring, things are going to be great this year. Eh, not so much. You know, spring has sprung, it's been sprung for a month or so, but we still have those issues that might put us in, a, in an emotional winter. We might have those negative situations that have us thinking those negative thoughts that might lead us to that negative mindset that leads us to that negative action. Well, if you want some help with that, reach out to me at chrisdtgordon.com. We can talk about how I can share the attitude of gratitude or tag with you or your group. You can download a free tag one sheet. Maybe stop by the merch store, get a what is your favorite dinosaur t-shirt to cheer someone up. Or we could just start a conversation about how tag can help you and your group increase your gratitude, positivity, and resilience. So folks, today I'm joined by my new friend, Karen Del Maestro. Karen, how are you today? I'm grateful to be here, Chris. And well, awesome. it's definitely my attitude. Well, thank you. And I'm grateful to have you, especially since it's been a, a couple of tries before we actually could connect. <laughs> yes, it has been. But you know what? Better late than never. And uh, we've both been persistent. So I am super pumped to be here. Super excited to chat with you and your, your wonderful audience today. So thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you again, Karen, for being here. And as you alluded to, like the sign behind you says, everything is figure outable. And we figured it, we were figure outable. We figured it out. A hundred percent. And I have to give kudos to Marie Folio. It is her saying, it is her book. And it's, it became a mantra of my life quite some time ago. Well, it definitely works. And it's applicable to every situation. 100%. 100%. All we've got to do is remember it, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and especially in those tough times. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yes. So, Karen, you and I are similar in that we are not, we're not strangers to the surgical table. We've been under the knife a few times. However, our situations are vastly different. Could you please uh, share with me what took you into that operating room? Absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, mine was certainly a surprise. Let's start with that, right? Um, it was actually uh, going through a breast cancer journey that took me into the surgical room. Mm. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in uh, July of 2018. And shortly thereafter, found out that I actually also carry the BRCA2 genetic mutation. And that means that my risk of getting breast cancer again would be 87%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so because of that, because of my 
not so young age, um, you know, there were decisions that needed to be made. And that essentially led me down the path of a double mastectomy to remove both breasts, um, a complete hysterectomy. Um, and then I did originally go the route of breast reconstruction. Um, and it's a complex journey. There's a lot of twos and fro's in there, but ultimately I ended up with over 25 scars on my torso. Mm. So, um, you know, the question becomes, how do you even feel comfortable in your body after that, right? Yes. Um, and how do you accept yourself? How do you love yourself? And um, we'll use the sign, everything is bigger outable. And it's, it, what's interesting now is those surgeries, the double mastectomy, the hysterectomy, the reconstruction and then removing the reconstruction are actually now flat because there were even more complications. Um, it actually led to six surgeries in two years, seven surgeries, sorry, in two years. Um, and so every three months I was heading in for another surgery and another surgery and another surgery. Um, so yeah, definitely no stranger to them. And the, and the recovery period that we need afterwards too. It's not just the surgeries, right? Oh yes, yeah. You, I mean, your body is going through trauma mm -hmm. whenever you go into that operating room, and so you definitely need to give yourself enough rest and, and enough nutrients and care. You know, it's not like oh, okay, well, I had this done. Next day, I'm back to work you know, especially on such a large area of your body. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And what's interesting, Chris, is I, I actually specialize in working with breast cancer survivors now after treatment is done. And there is that expectation Well, I'm done now I get to just bounce back. And so many people just don't realize that the trauma continues, the recovery continues. And in the case of breast cancer, the, the next stage of recovery actually starts when active treatment is over. And that can be years. Um, there's an equation for it. I won't share it on here, but feel free to reach out to me, anybody that is interested in it. Um, I know that's not part of our, our discussion today. So, um, well, I was going to ask you, you know, because not only do we talk about the physical scars on scar barriers, we also examine those emotional scars because, you know, those take a much longer time to heal. So I was going to ask you about what are some of the steps or maybe at least what are some of the, those mental scars that people face after they go under the knife for this certain kind of surgery? Yeah, absolutely. Do you mind if I back up for a second and just give, Give everybody just an indication because you may look at me today and say, wow, Karen's confident and, you know, she's got her stuff together, but that's not where I started. No, please do. I think that would really help, uh, you know, <laughs> at least one person in the audience. I, I think it's helpful to understand and, and picture this, if you will, you know, being a teenager in the 80s and having frizzy big hair and... Um, I was tall and skinny, covered in acne, bad posture, and teased constantly for the way that I looked and my appearance. And so my self-confidence was 
at a very low number, if not even zero. Like I had very little confidence in my skin. And it took decades and decades before I even realized that that was something that I could actually work on and improve. You know, I know um, a lot of people can really resonate with that. And, and so it's, uh, you know, you're, you're speaking, almost speaking my language to a point because I, I know how it is when you are, you see other people, you see the, the jocks and the cheerleaders and then you, and you don't look like either of them. Yeah. And also there's that feeling of not belonging, right? Not fitting in like, and trying, feeling like you're a square peg, trying to fit into a round hole. And, and that was my home life too. I was different than my entire family. Um, we had different attitudes, different focuses and everything. But even speaking to being a jock, prior to becoming a health coach, I was a personal trainer. I was that athlete. I was in the gym, not growing up. I was a tomboy for sure, mm. um, but never into makeup and fashion and things like that. But um, always interested in um, moving my body and being healthy. And, um, you know, I was a personal trainer and I was on the outside, perhaps that person that somebody might look at and say, wow, Karen's got this great body. But inside, I was still not confident. I was still picking myself apart because of those old stories and beliefs about myself that was driven into me so many times. Um, we, are, we are haunted by our past, aren't we? Very much so. And But the, the good thing is that we can kind of exercise that and, <laughs> yes. and, and work on releasing it and, and getting rid of it and reframing those stories. And and that's kind of what my breast cancer gave me an opportunity to do mm -hmm. in that recovery time between every surgery, every three months. Um, what I've learned in the multiple traumas that I've been through in my life, um, things like losing my mom, dad, and younger brother in a five-year period, things like um, almost losing my husband, having Zika virus, so many different major things and I won't go into them all but I believe that we are often faced with an opportunity to kind of slow down and that's what these surgeries did for me again at this point in my life where I got to slow down and kind of check in with myself hey Karen how do you want to feel in your life how do you want to feel in your body what's important to you and to me, that's where we get the opportunity to start tapping into who we are authentically on the inside, which is often what people don't see on the outside. And we're worried about being judged and what are people going to say and all of those things. But what I've learned is when we can eliminate that noise and get to sit with ourselves, that's where the confidence comes from, no matter how many scars we have. That is, that's beautiful because especially in this day and age when we have so much noise 
from the internet and all and media and all these other voices telling us subconsciously and overtly how we should be the opportunity to take a step back and examine ourselves honestly is painful at times when you have to face that you you are avoiding some trauma or some situations that are keeping you from moving forward Mm -hmm. but they're also as you said blessings and gifts because they're allowing you room for growth yeah and and i think the the important thing for me was when i learned to examine those things without judgment because i think so often we judge how we think or we're telling yourself don't be silly or that's not real. You're making that up. It's in your head. Or, or comparing ourselves to other people. Hey, that person's not dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something really important, I think, to remember. And I think social media is, you know, a blessing and a curse all at once. I think, you know, as I grew up in the UK and I stay in touch with my friends over in the UK because of social media, I get to see what's going on in their life. So when you are distant from people, I think it can be a blessing. The curse is, of course, we all get caught in that comparison syndrome. And I think what's important to remember is that people typically on social media are showing their highlight reel. And you're thinking about your behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And so we're not seeing their behind the scenes. So we're not comparing apples to apples. And I think that that's always something important to remember. And to go back to, you know, the emotional scars about something like breast cancer um, or any other trauma or, you know, any other scars. I think it's, for me, um, again, what's on the inside has always been more important to me than what's on the outside. Um, Once I kind of wrap my head around getting rid of those insecurities and getting rid of what other people think, understanding that I'm stressing about it and nobody else cares. So why am I wasting my energy on trying to control something that we can't because we can't control what other people say, think, or do. They're gonna think what they're gonna think. They're gonna say what they're gonna say. They're gonna do what they're gonna do, irregardless of what I do. It's that whole spotlight effect. We think that everyone is watching us, that everyone is analyzing our and critiquing our very movement, every movement, where 99% of them don't even care. They're dealing, they have their own spotlights that they're dealing with. And and so I I I know personally, I sometimes deal with that. I have to remind myself, listen, the spotlight's not on you right now. You can go ahead and relax and, you know, you'll, you'll know when the spotlight is on you, you know, especially in my case, being a speaker and, and trying to do what I'm trying to do. But yes, that spotlight effect is a torture device. That's a great way of describing it. Yeah, really, because it can be very cruel, right? In, um, in the messages that it can lead us to, to give ourselves. Um, but it's, that's a great way of thinking of it. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, 
I think for me, one of the kind of blinding moments for me that was such a big aha, um, I'm now, I don't have breasts anymore. I'm actually concave where my breasts were. So I'm not even beautifully flat because that's not how my body was made. And I think there's also an element of um, faith that kind of comes into this for me because I was made a certain way, period. We all were made a certain way. We didn't have a say in how we were made. And so accepting that we were made the way that we were because we were made that way, simply, kind of helps to have that gratitude, to have that attitude that I'm grateful to just be here. I'm grateful to be able to share my story and hopefully inspire one person that's listening, you know? Um, but what happened to me was I went out in a t-shirt and I actually had a doctor's appointment. It wasn't anything to do with my breast cancer. It was just a routine thing. And the doctor's assistant walked into the room and I'm sitting there in a right, just a regular t-shirt. And it's very clear that I don't have breasts. And she just looked at me and said, is it time for your mammogram? And it just, I said, I started to laugh. It could very well have gone the other way, but I started to laugh. Yes. Because here I am potentially feeling quite self-confident about the fact that I'm just going out in a t-shirt and very clearly do not have breasts. Here's somebody that works in a doctor's office and looks at people for a living, didn't even notice. <laughs> And it was just that wake up moment for myself where I said, Karen, I don't think you need to worry. Mm -hmm. Just go out, just be you. And if, if a doctor in the doctor's office, but they're trained to look at your body, they're not even noticing. And potentially she was having a bad day and just not mm -hmm. on her, on her game. But it, the message that I took from it was just a massive sigh of relief. It's just like, you know, what? just go out and do you. That I applaud you for not only having the fortitude to to take that high road, but also to see the beauty in that realization. You know, part part of me wishes you had said, "Yeah, can you help me find them?" <laughs> but at the same time, you know that would have you know probably made the uh, you know the assistant feel much worse, but. You know, I, I really applaud that mindset because being able to see the silver lining in any, in any cloud, no matter how dark, is the cornerstone of actually what I talk about, the attitude of gratitude, because any, you know, it's easy to be grateful when things are perfect, when you have a perfect body, when you have a perfect life. Hey, I, I'm thankful for everything. Yeah. But it's when the times are dark, you don't have a perfect body, you are facing so many physical and mental scars that being able to see that realization and come to that conclusion is a gift. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. It, I think we think in a very similar way, Chris, because... Mm -hmm. You know, people said to me as I was going through my journey, you know, Karen, you're like the silver linings queen. How do you keep fighting? And I'm just like, because 
I'll tell you a, a quick little story that I think will resonate. Um, the first time that I went to, so I was just diagnosed and I went to see my breast surgeon and we were in the hospital and um, we had a few minutes before our appointment. So we popped into the, um, the hospital gift shop and I was drawn just immediately. My eye was drawn to the back of the shop and there was this beautiful wooden hand carved sign that just said grateful with a big heart underneath it. And I mean, it's a shop full of things, beautiful things, nice blank and like things. So it was then time for our appointment and we go upstairs and just in the back of my head, I've just got the picture of this sign in my head. And I said to my husband after the appointment, I said, we, we need to pop into the store. There's something that I need to get, um, you know, if that's okay with you. And of course he came, he came in and he saw it and he just hugged me, massive big hug. And he said, of course we can. And that hung above our fireplace in our living room, which I would go through, I don't know how many times a day. And every single time, I actually would end up putting my hand on my heart um, and just, you know, it, it, it's gratitude for my body for keeping going through all of the trauma, but also a much bigger picture, right? It's grateful to be here and be able to take that breath every day. It's grateful to be able to impact other people's lives in a positive way. And I think for me, there's so much power in sharing our story and the ugly bits, not just the good bits, like yeah. the, the ugly bits, because I think if we're going through anything difficult, so often we can feel alone. And just knowing that somebody else has been through something and has got through it and that everything is figure outable, we're able to get through anything. I totally agree. You look at the best, you look at the best movies, you look at the best books. They're not sunny walks in the you know, you know, sunny walks at noon. They are treacherous torrents, blizzards hardship but it's the silver linings it's the beautiful moments in those horrible situations that make the story worthwhile and i totally agree you're right i i i resonate with that strongly because being able to again to see the beauty in darkness the beauty in ugly is a gift and it's something that can it cannot and should not be undervalued not at all and, and who's to define what ugly is anyway mm -hmm. right if they say art is subjective then beauty is subjective as is ugly it's it's all in how we see something and and nobody gets to tell us what that is we mm -hmm. get to decide that on our own exactly so Given your perspective of being able to see the silver lining, how do you help people find their own silver lining? Mm. Well, for me, um, I'm, a, I'm a health coach and everything for me comes back to self-care. Everything comes back to how do we nurture ourselves, mind, body, spirit, to get to this place where we can have that attitude in life, where we can be grateful for the little things and enjoy and celebrate the, even 
littler things, you know, because I think sometimes we just forget to celebrate the little things. Um, and um, so, you know, what I do is, you know, I have group coaching programs where I take people through my lighten the load system. I want to lighten the load that people are trying to carry. I want to lighten the load that makes us feel like we can't keep moving forward. I want to lighten the load where we feel like we're trying to do everything for everybody and we're not even on the list. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of nodding heads going on over there. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm, I don't want you to give away, give away everything, but what is one way that we can lighten the load today? Mm. Um, start by thinking, can I control this? Start by thinking, because what we so often do, the things that we're stressed about and worried about, you know, we may be worrying about our kids and their relationships or our health or what might be happening in the future. Um, we can't control any of those things. We can't control what pe other people say, think, or do, but how much time and energy, and I think of energy, especially after breast cancer, is a very precious commodity. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, after going through surgeries and recovery, our energy is so precious. It is. Well, what if it was focused on us versus other things out there that we can't control? So that's one way mm -hmm. that we lighten the load. That I think that alone is so powerful because again, we, we look at how much social media influences our thoughts and, and, you know, even in the news, you know, the news has a saying, if it bleeds, it leads. Mm -hmm. And usually if something is bleeding and that's not positive, you know, it's very negative. And if you're inundated by negativity all the time, it weighs on you, even if it has nothing, if you have nothing directly tied to it, or if it doesn't affect you in any way. And so, yeah, being able to, I'm thinking of a, a you, you are a car and you, th you have your trailer hitch, unlatching that trailer of negativity and that mindset of, I have to worry about this off your car lightens the load so much. 100%. And what you just spoke to, by the way, is another part of the light and the load system is setting boundaries, saying, no, this is draining me. No, I'm going to choose to protect my energy. So I'm going to disconnect from that, or I'm going to unfollow certain people, or maybe I'm not going to watch the news at night so that it keeps me up. Maybe I'll catch it in the morning or just read the highlights. We get go. to create these boundaries wherever we want to but we just don't always realize that we can because we're stuck in the routine of what we've always done. And we get, we get to change that at any point in time. All you have to do is decide. Yes. And it, it, it's hard to break routines, but when, once you put yourself to it and you stick with it, man, it, it is, it's a life changer, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, obviously that's where people hire a coach because it is hard to do it's difficult to stay on track and hiring somebody that's overcome a lot of traumas there's a lot of different things that i can bring to the table to help people come you know i mean 
life is always going to happen. We know that it's not, it's a bumpy road. And so it's how do we overcome those bumps? How do we keep going without letting go of the things that are serving us and letting our joy slip away? Exactly. So where can people find you, Karen, so they can reach out and make that connection and and lighten their own loads? Oh, well, thank you, Chris. Um, Certainly at my website, which is Karen with an I, delmaestro.com. Or for any breast cancer survivors out there, I have a Facebook group called Healthy Living After Breast Cancer. And that's a free community where I share all of my healthy tips. So, um, and also on Instagram at Karen, K-A-R-I-N, Dell 34. Excellent. And we'll put all that information in the show notes for people to find. Now, Karen, you've heard me say that I love gratitude. I'm a gratitude guy. And you actually may have answered this question already, but I still like to ask it because I love learning the answers from all my guests. What is something that you are thankful for that previously, again, in any given time in your past, you would never have thought, wow, I really am happy this happened or I have this in my life? Mm, That's a great question. Um, I know, I know the answer immediately. Um, because I, I didn't practice gratitude for my body before I didn't practice gratitude for the vessel that carries us through every single day and keeps us going. And that is something that I practice constantly now. Um, it's a routine in the shower, even as I'm sharing, thank you arms for lifting what I've needed to lift. Thank you legs for walking. I literally go through the whole entire body. So, so for me, that is, and, and what a shift that ends up being in our, in our life when we're able to do that and to give gratitude to something that I used to take for granted. I think most of us do. We just assume that the body's going to keep going and why not help it along a little bit? That's beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. Now, my final question what is your favorite dinosaur? Oh, well, I have to say a T-Rex and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because after my double mastectomy, I felt like one. I couldn't move my arms. And so my arms were very, <laughs> and so I said, I feel like a T-Rex right now. <laughs> so, so if we were, if we were to go with the, uh, Harry Potter route, that'd be your Patronus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I can, I, I can see that, you know, uh, given the fact that I have skin grafts myself, there was a time where I had very little arm movement. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, it was a long time before I got that. I couldn't put my arms over my head. I couldn't wash my hair. Yeah, lots of things. So definitely yeah. I can relate to being as, as much as one can, you know, being yes. a <laughs> Well, without the balancing tail, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, now you're getting down to details. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm a detail guy. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining me. I'm happy that we're able to get this finally together. And I am looking forward to uh, connecting others to you to help you spread your message because it is such an important message for people, especially those dealing with breast cancer to hear and a practice to live by. 
Well, thank you, Chris. It's been such a pleasure, like you said, to finally connect, to share our stories. And thank you for doing what you do and, um, and, and spreading awareness of, of bearing our scars and being proud of them and being com com comfortable and confident in them. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Karen. I greatly appreciate that. So folks, check down in the show notes below for Karen's information to reach out to her about her worthy message. And if you want to reach out to me about my message, you can go to chrisdtgordon.com, download a free tag one sheet, buy a, a what is your favorite dinosaur or tag t-shirt. And just let's connect. And so we can spread the, the attitude of gratitude with those high school students, those college students, those, those in the military to increase their gratitude, positivity, and resilience. Please also can, uh, subscribe, share, like this message, and help others with by, uh, by sharing the message so they can grow and be inspired themselves. Well, folks, please have a great day. Thank you for joining me today. And remember to pass on perfection and go for greatness. Mm -hmm.